When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Sushere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. You want to enter? Do you want to enter the uh, PGA Tour stop controversy? Ah, uh, which one now? We've been reporting that uh, Hollis yes. is bringing a tournament here next yes. year. And that will be the first PGA Tour stop here since the 09 PGA at Hazeltine. And I'm getting emails from a guy who knows what he's talking about that, no, there hasn't been a regular PGA Tour stop yes, here since the right. St. Paul Open. Yeah, ended. 69. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's been written, too. Okay. This is just a, a but the last time they had a the regular players in town is yeah. what we were saying. But, yeah, the the U.S. Open is a different animal. So is the PGA. Well, and the PGA champion. So is right? the Masters. And the, yeah, the majors yeah, majors are different animals. Yeah, yeah. A regular weekly event we've had not had since 1969. Right. Which, by the way, was played at Keller every year. It was, you know, one of the early tournaments. I'm, I'm not sure how many years. Into the 30s, right? Yeah. Uh, and then in 66, remember, they played it at Hazeltine, the Minnesota Classic. Well, that's right. 67, they went back to Keller and called it the Minnesota Classic. No, wait, maybe maybe it was 66 Keller. Yeah, 66, they played it at Keller, but a different name. 67, Hazeltine. 68, back at Keller. 69, I believe, the last year it was ever played was at Braemar. Really? Was it Braemar? Yes, in 69, and then they put a fork in it. But the St. Paul JCs, Ran that damn thing for a hundred years, forever, right? Mm-hmm. They were the, and finally they, I don't think they could afford it anymore. Is network time? Tom Weisskopf met Mrs. Weisskopf. Oh yes, yes. St. Paul Open might have been where Sam Sneed met the gal out in the western suburbs who he apparently had a child in town here oh. that was uh, was largely unclaimed, but he'd visit. That was also, by the way, the St. Paul Open. The legend is. They had a two-day Calcutta at Oak Ridge mm-hmm. on Monday and Tuesday before they came over and played a pro-am and then started the tournament in Keller, mm-hmm. where the winner made more money than he made if he won the St. Paul Open. I can believe that. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge uh, Calcutta that... Uh, that they, you know, like 30, they'd get 30 of the players over, 32 of them or something. And they Did you uh, see what the U.S. Open was worth to Brooks Kepka? Over two, 2 million. It was over two, finally. And Tommy huh? Fleetwood was over a million for Good finishing for, second. Now he can get a haircut. Uh, no, but uh, man alive, he almost sneaked it out, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. It is, I think there's something disgraceful, though, about a golf course that. Uh, Chooses to be impossible one day and changes completely. Well, the they next had day. to stand out there Saturday night with fire hoses. Yes, yes, they had to. Yes, they did. But how could they do this again after '04? How could they be that stupid? 
that we're going to put her on the edge again and hope the wind doesn't blow, even though the wind was forecast 15 mm-hmm. or 20 miles an hour. What did you think of Mickelson's hijinks? I believe that was done strictly to embarrass the USGA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people, you know, the, and then he got in the clubhouse and came up with a story but uh, about how I knew I was doing it. He, when he, because you can see him hesitating, and then when the ball's, going to miss the hole Mm -hmm. the thought occurs to him (laughs) if i run down there and hit this back to show people how ridiculous it is the way the ball rolling here that the usg will be usga will be embarrassed and i think their embarrassment is reflected in the fact they didn't throw him out of the tournament because you you know you clearly could have if you wanted well to. and and to bolster your idea that he did it to embarrass the usga did you see what he did on the very next green 14 he went to 14 he putted way past the hole no he's going to catch the backstop mm-hmm. the ball came all the way back to the cup and he made a par uh-huh. no one was making that putt only Nobody, he could get away with that no putt. one okay but he was sh- saying watch this yeah yeah i'm gonna hit it this. way to the back of the green watch it roll back to the cup well and about not long after Phil did that, a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, who was the guy, I can't remember, in the top 10 who putted on 15, I believe it was, and missed the hole, and the ball was going two miles an hour and still went off the green and down into the mm-hmm. valley. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was, it was more... I mean, obviously the greens were like asphalt, but the pin placements were where they really screwed up. And it's, it, it must be the USGA's philosophy to cause anguish. They want they, they want to they, they want to identify the best player and all that crap. Yeah. But here's people saying, "Well, what's wrong with it being hard?" The way these guys. Here's the problem: you should not hit a great shot and have it end up running down a hill. You know, you hit a ball in front of the green. Mm-hmm. That's going to run up there, and it basically stops at the hole and then gathers a little momentum and runs another 70, 80 feet off the green. You, you, it's not, nobody's complaining about punishing bad shots. Mm-hmm. They're punishing good shots. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That was the problem. But proof that they soaked her pretty good Saturday night is Fleetwood goes out and shoots a 63. 63. Yes, yes, he did. So it was good. could have been 61. He had two makeable putts the last four holes. Man, yeah, yeah. he could have won it in the clubhouse. But I will say, uh, Dustin Johnson certainly probably got robbed on Saturday. But boy, he never figured out that that the greens had changed. He left every putt short Sunday. Mm-hmm. He had a chance. He left every port sh- short port, putt, putt short. short. And meanwhile, Kepka was rolling the ball and trying to make putts. And mm-hmm. Justin was Dustin Johnson was still terrified. Of the greens, boy, he played like a mutt. Was the when was the last time it was at Pebble Beach when you were there, weren't you? What, what, Woods, that, Woods it, it hasn't been back since. I don't know since he won by fifteen. But he was fifteen I was under, there, right? too. Yeah. Oh no, he was three. He was twelve under, and the next best was three over. Okay, so but that course must have been entirely more playable than Shinnecock was well, over the weekend. It was never. It, it's it's been very difficult pebble but it's never been deemed to be impossible yeah i mean saturday thursday it was in in very difficult shinnecock 
because the wind was howling. Yep. But nobody was saying this is unfair. Yeah. Because the greens would hold the shot to some degree. The ball wasn't just going to run off uh, sixty yard, sixty feet for no reason. You know. So the ball couldn't be stopped and then say, "Ah, eh, to hell with it! I'm going to run another right. sixty feet, go down there in that bunker." Well, I did not. Right, what, know. what did you want to know about Pebble? What was, was the last it? time it was there? Uh, oh, two. I think it's been there since, hasn't it? Uh, 2000. 2000, yeah. 2000. Oh, wait, 2010, too. Yeah, 2000. Grammy McDowell uh, one. Grammy? Grammy, Grammy, Grammy McDowell. How about Grammy? <laughs> Grammy McDowell. Well, Gregory. Uh, I can see Grammy. Haverett. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough tournament. But two thousand Tiger won it. He was uh, 12, right. 12 under, and Ernie Els was three over to finish second. Fifteen shots ahead of the runners. I up. have declared that to be the greatest athletic performance I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Tiger winning a golf tournament, a major by fifteen strokes. <laughs> the last time that happened, it was old Tom Morris beating young Tom Morris in eighteen sixty. You know, in a British Open or something. So. Uh, Kepka hasn't done much except win two He's opens. He's won two opens and uh, won one official PGA Tour event. And uh, talked to Bob Herrig earlier. We're going to uh, have that later. But uh, the golf columnist for ESPN. Uh, Kepka won a big tournament in Japan, uh, Asian thing last year for a lot of He's money. He's built like a linebacker. Oh, he is. He's huge. Isn't he? he is. He did play. Uh, he wasn't afraid of that place. He kept. He was rolling the ball, man. Mm-hmm. The rest, yeah, he's a. He's a monster. He was here for the uh, Ryder Cup team, right? He was on the Ryder Cup team here. Yeah. I think so. The greatest golf team ever assembled. Was the name? Opinion. Was it Scott Piercy? Is that who you're trying to think yeah. of? Or did you yeah, mention yeah, that? Yeah, it was Scott Piercy. Okay. That was it. Yeah, he, That's from he rolled one back. He rolled one, almost went in and went 80 feet off the green. So, so by the time the members get back on Shinnecock, it's going to mm-hmm. be green and lush. And well, they'll put a little water on it. They'll, yeah. they'll, they probably will turn the sprinkler system back. I'd love to see them play golf there, but uh, I'd I'd rather have them let a guy make a you know have a good shot turn out to be a good shot. Has that place always been treeless? I'm sure. Yeah, it's weird to look at There's those not one trees. Views. Yeah, yeah it's, really uh, weird to look at. They don't like growing near that side of the ocean. All that—that's uh, you know, it's completely different than Pebble and the, the the Atlantic and the Pacific. Got a big. There's a big difference there. Uh, who's texting me? Okay, don't worry about it. Let's take a break. We'll we'll know who texted Joe when we get up. back. That'll be a good teaser. Marcel Young of the, uh, I believe, of the British Columbia Lions is my uh, new sports hero. Uh, We had a uh, drunken, youthful fan running across the field Saturday night, uh, BC playing the Montreal Alouettes. And the guy took his pants off before he jumped. Took off his, hey took off his tennis You're shoes. Streaker, huh? Yeah, he had his shirt on, but he took off his pants and he was running around and uh, basically taunting the fans, taunting both teams. He Doing runs the moonwalk, that runs, kind of stuff. He runs within about yeah two strides of Marcel Young, who light, who kind of sits, stands there casually, and then lights him up. 
<laughs> it was like up. running into a brick wall. You can find the uh, video floating around there. It's uh, well, he was knocked out. More surprising to me is Canadian Football League is in the yes, summer. Well, it, yes, Since they when? always start always early, always start early. Yeah, and uh, they get the regular season started this weekend, and uh, they only have nine teams. So they only have four games a week, and they played uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they were all on ESPN2, I believe. I would click across there occasionally and see them. So. But they their championship is played in the snow often. Yes. Well, yeah. what, oh, so June, the, July, August, September, October, November. Early well, they November. play six months a year? Well, just like this league. Well, they, what's they play the, an 18-game schedule. What's the NFL? September, October, November, December. Basically, the NFL is a four-month season. Well, they started in June. They play July, August, September, October. Yeah, I get. It. They play eighteen. They play twenty weeks of regular season because, as I said, they only have four. They only can play four games a week. So Are you they, paying they any attention to the World Cup? Uh, I was very happy to see Mexico beat Germany, mm-hmm. but I didn't see any of it. But I saw the score. But not really. I haven't uh, the the. The Spain-Portugal game, which was the second game Friday, uh, I believe it was second game Friday, Ronaldo, the great Ronaldo, the guy with the statue that the guy shows with the, him to have quite the doesn't enormous he have tax man. Problem? He's got terrible yeah, yeah, tax he problems. Just, yeah, in Spain, they were trying to put him in jail. He, Joe probably hasn't seen that photo. No, it's a statue, but he hit... He hit a slide ball, man. He started it out way to the right and brought it back in, and the goalie didn't even move for the tying goal. It was fantastic. And then he slid across the entire soccer field. <laughs> yeah, slide. Yeah. there's a photo in our office of a statue of this character, yeah. a bronze statue, and uh, David is like David. Um, well, he's uh he's, he's been blessed. Let's put it that way. If yeah. it's lifelike, it was frightening. It's like that. David holding a giant Slim Jim summer sausage. Well, you know who that? Right. You know who that arena shake is? S H A Y K supermodel. Yeah, gorgeous. his girlfriend, right? I think she's with uh, DiCaprio. Not anymore. Oh no, she's she wasn't ever with him. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. she's with Bradley Cooper now. Oh, she gross. he dropped her. He went. He upgraded oh. from her, yeah. and she's now dating Bradley Cooper, which is so. a huge step down. Well, I don't know. A lot of people in more consider, ways than one. A lot of people. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people consider Bradley Cooper to be handsome. He's not my type, yeah, but, uh, but you yeah. know, like a pinky. Yeah. <laughs> by comparison, compared to that ginormous. Shayak, Shayak, is she a S H A Y K? Erna or Irina? Yeah, she's extremely attractive. But that guy used to date her, and now he's dating somebody else. Any updates he, on Ovechkin? Is he uh, is he still okay? Still partying? Yeah, he's doing here's like the update throttle. on Ovechkin. Barry Trotz resigned today as coach Oof. of the Caps, or never. He said he was leaving the Caps because they allowed his contract to expire. Right. So he was a free agent. They tried to sign him, apparently, to a two-year deal, and he said, no, thank you. So he's on the market if you're looking for an NHL coach. So he thinks he can get more than what the Caps offered him? I think he's a little offended that uh, they uh, they didn't renew his contract, and obviously we're going to fire him if this season did not go as well as What a as baby. He should work in radio. Is he going to get picked <laughs> up anywhere else? Yeah, well, 
Who, who's Here's who's interested? Well, he in just him. won a cup. Yeah, he won the cup. He's that's marketable. That's what I'm. Who's thinking. looking right? Yeah. Now, what are you know? doing next for me? That's that's what they're saying here. Not what have well, you done? Well, no, they wanted to sign him now, but they didn't during the. They didn't put they, up the they, cash. They didn't. They didn't sign him during the season. They they were expecting to. They weren't expecting to be that good this year. So. Well, you know, the other reason he might have wanted to go elsewhere is he probably thinks. These guys ain't going to do this no, again. No, Ovi. I don't even know if Ovi's, Ovi's going to show up. Right. They might find Ovi somewhere in the Black Mountains out there. And uh, Ovi, it's time for training camp, huh? <laughs> yeah, he'll be sleeping. He'll yep. be passed yep. out on the shore of the Black yep. Sea somewhere. <laughs> we are the champions. Finally, having showed that to me, that's my favorite one. When he ignites the backyard grill. And it looks like a volcano erupting. <laughs> and he's dancing and singing, yeah, and his yeah, wife's yeah. filming it. That's right. Meantime, yeah. the house is on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Great. a very loyal Ruski, too. Yeah, I bet he takes that cup over there. Oh, yeah, he will. They'll let he, Pootie drink it. I hope Putin doesn't keep it, yeah. as he is apt to This do. is mine now. Yes, <laughs> thank you for a cup. Oh, <laughs> no. Spicy. Well, you know, Pootie... Pootie always plays a hockey game oh, over there. Yeah. It's like seven. It's like Kim Jong Young playing golf. He he scores seven eight goals. All yeah. the defenders dive out they of the way. They give him a lot of space. <laughs> the ice, a lot of open ice for Pootie. Yep. That's uh, and, aren't yeah, there trots? Uh, they should have multiple cups, like they had like General Lee's for the Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, <laughs> the Duke boys. Props, yeah. prop yeah. cups. So when that thing goes to Russia, they can send a fake number three over there. We with had it a plastic out. one. <laughs> we had it out at the studio. Yeah, yep, that was we great. did. Yeah, yeah, we still had those cup. pictures. Which that player? Was, uh, after I got fired, so you guys can kiss my. Do <laughs> yeah. you still have your pictures? I can't I find. I think mine. I do have mine. I, I took it out next to the Cadillac, the uh, silver cloud. Did yeah. you touch it? Oh hell! Oh yeah, it. we hoisted hell it. it. We did were you, carrying uh, it around. Kiss it? No. I did. I did. When it was out at Wyzetta. I put the I put the walkers next to it. Oh, the sneaks! The oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The walkers yeah, were the hanging out with the cup. That yeah. was not a very long bit, was it? So wait a second. The sneaker bit. One summer. Once you, <laughs> you dummies just missed what Such just said. You kissed the cup. I did, but it wasn't here because one of our teams won it. No, no you're the one that jinxed us. <laughs> yeah. You wait jinxed us. Wait a minute. Was it Peach? Prune or alfalfa? Oh, yeah, I remember you went alfalfa. No, no, I went peach on it. Yeah, you were alfalfa. I, I saw what? you around the corner, alfalfa. They might have brought it in town because it was the first year of the wild. It might have been that oh, long ago. Yeah. Licking yeah. the name of Maurice Richard. No, no, I just got one little peach on it. I didn't go alfalfa. <laughs> How could Maurice you do that, that to us? So you jinxed the entire state, Souchere. Oh. Sports Talk will return shortly, but now thanks to our oh, great Maurice, friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business and no Nobody does that better than Federated. It's Frank Miller from the Wall Street Journal. And well, stocks finishing now. the day a bit lower. The Frank. Dow down just around Frank. 100 points. Frank. The Nasdaq and S&P roughly flat Frank's on the day. Busy. This coming amid some continued worries about trade tensions between the U.S. and China. Trading in shares of GameStop were unexpectedly halted heading into the close. The stock started to surge after reports that the company was either the target of an acquisition or that it was looking to be taken private. Stock was halted temporarily due to volatility, but then resumed normal trading. On the economic front today, the National Association of Home Builders said there was an unexpected drop in home builder confidence in June. NAHB's chairman says that builders are becoming increasingly concerned about tariffs that are being placed on Canadian lumber and other imported products. 
And 38% of Americans say they're satisfied with the way things are going in the U.S., and that marks the highest satisfaction rate since September 2005. Now, the rise comes amid some positive economic news, a shrinking unemployment rate, and a continued economic expansion, which is now the second longest on record. It's worth noting, though, that the satisfaction rises among Republicans and independents, not so much among Democrats. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Here's Kenny Soulman Olson. Yeah, okay, Frank. I'm not even close to ready, and you're not here to help me kill time. What's the sponsor here, Matthew? Jersey Mike Subs yes. proudly presents this professional major market traffic report. And we're going to start in South Minneapolis, where the new configuration on 35W has really compromised things. Northbound W, three lanes between 43rd and downtown. It's now jamming prior to 46. Uh, southbound 35W, two lanes from downtown to 43rd, and very crowded. And to make it worse... MnDOT is doing emergency storm drain repair at 31st this afternoon. They don't plan on closing a lane there, but it will further complicate matters. The sub-above difference is substantial. After all, the giant... I will never say a bad word about you again, Matthew. I, I think you probably forget. I'd be willing sure. to take that bet. I'm sure you'll right now. Here's Johnny Height. No, 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 no. Kenny Telling John off the air about... How I listened to three different versions of this song yesterday on the way home. It's called Here Comes That Rainy no, Day. No, here's that rainy Here's day. that rainy day. And this version by Chet Baker, a way far above and beyond all others. Really good version. All right, then. There's right. John Hyde. There you go. <laughs> what is that, a clarinet? No, that's a... <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. Clarinet. clarinet. You I'll leave, leave the room. God, I love you, Ray. Just go. go leave. <laughs> Go away. That was just funny. Is that the oboe? (laughs) It's a recorder. Is that the oboe? It's uh, cloudy and 74 degrees. The Twins are off today. They're back uh, home tomorrow to kick off a six-game homestand. And it'll start with three games (laughs) against the Bucs. They're just on a treadmill, aren't they? Win two, Mm. lose three, win one, lose four. Yeah, but the treadmill is kind of going down like to go yeah. going up like this, going uphill. I want Thad Levine on today at uh, five fifteen. We're yeah. going to talk to him a little about the amazing Esco. Yeah, uh, three was... more doubles yesterday. Unbelievable. God, something thirty doubles. Thirty Did he have four hits the other night on four pitches. No, no you're thinking of Rosario. Rosario. Thinking Rosario. Rosario. Yeah, that's but, Rosario. Jeez, well, watch But Escobar, <laughs> the amazing Esco had three doubles yesterday. Now leads the major leagues with thirty doubles. The Twin Cities back on the regular PGA Tour schedule for the first time since 1969. Tour officials and 3M announcing a seven-year agreement today that'll bring PGA stop to the TPC Twin Cities in Blaine for a new FedEx Cup season event starting next summer. Dates for the 3M Open will be announced in the coming weeks, says the 2018-19 schedule. We can announce them right now, though, Johnny, July 4th through 7th. Really? In in uh, 95% accurate there. Patrick, mm. uh, I think you were with the only time I played Keller. I think it was you and yeah. Yancey. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. There's one there tee. There was beer involved, as I recall. Yeah, there's one tee. Don't you tee off, and you're supposed to hit it over a hill, and there's a tarred cart path on top? Yeah. One of us hit that tarred cart path, <laughs> and it bounced right into a dude, and he went <laughs> off on us. Really? You, you don't remember I that? I kind of recall that, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think up, that was the first time it was I was up there on the side and yeah, hit the hill and yeah. hit the guy. That was, I think, for me, that was the first time I witnessed the uh, the Roycey slice. 
Mm-hmm. And Where he, he lines up at a 45-degree angle. And I'm going, Bob, what the hell is he doing? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to hit that building. I'm no good, but I know you can't line up on You can't address the ball yeah, like I, that. I, I think the guys we hit it to were up in the, on the tee box, and the ball I think you're sliced, right. hit them. It wasn't supposed to. We yeah. weren't aiming for you. Right. Yeah. Seeing Pat um, tee it up, to hit it and he, the, the building is, is 20 feet away, and he's he's aiming at the front door of the building. Right, right, right. The building. What, how is this going to work out? And, and the thing takes the off. The big mistake is when you swing well. Dang it. You should just call that your fade. <laughs> News notes from today. A Redwood Falls man killed when a large oak tree blew over during a storm in Sawyer County, Wisconsin, early Sunday. Ooh. Landed on a camper he was occupying. Oh. Sawyer County Sheriff's Department said 55-year-old James Pluff was pronounced dead at the scene of the incident. Really said an adult female and two young kids were also in the camper at the time. They suffered injuries that are not life-threatening. The release said a severe thunderstorm was in the area at the time. The tree fell. A very severe thunderstorm. Do you know what uh, community it was by in Sawyer County? Uh, Edgewater. Okay. Is uh, that Kenny, anywhere? Uh, and gentlemen, it was a motorcycle slaughter this weekend, Boy, too. Was it man alive. Yeah, horrible. I was reading a Star Tribune story, I think, Saturday morning that the the... the Couple from Blaine, the cop and his wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. But on. there was, four, I think, there were four people at uh, in that in that story. Motorcyclists had got killed. There were. It ended up to be five for the weekend. Actually, eleven wow. people killed and five were motorcyclists. One of them running wow. from the law, right? Yes, hundred yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin State Patrol says a 26-year-old St. Paul resident was arrested last night on suspicion of operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated with a two-year-old child in the car. What a- Dummy. Release says Daniel Siglin was taken to the Eau Claire County Jail after a state trooper stopped to help a motorist whose vehicle was stopped on I-94 West about 10-15. The vehicle was missing a wheel. Release alleges field sobriety tests were conducted. State trooper noted clues of impairment. The release stated grandparents responded to the scene to pick up the two-year-old. So as a parent, Chris, you do not endorse that. As a parent. (laughs) Shut up, Kenny. (laughs) He was drunk. Wow. He was drunk with three wheels and had a kid in the car. Outside of that, things were going pretty well. Everything was okay. And I'm thinking as a parent, that's a bad move. Yes, as a parent. (laughs) Residents in... Western Japan cleaning up debris a Monday evening after a powerful earthquake hit the area around Osaka. That's the country's second largest city. Four people were killed. Hundreds were injured and knocked over walls and set off fires. It was a magnitude 6.1 earthquake. Quake grounded flights in and out of Osaka, paralyzed traffic and commuter uh, trains for most of the day there. By evening, bullet trains and some local trains had resumed operations. Stations were swollen with commuters trying to get back home. An exodus of commuters who chose to walk home filled sidewalks and bridges in Osaka. Some commuters took refuge in nearby shelters instead of going home. I'd be nervous of... every time I drove across the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a crapshoot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, the odds are in your favor, but I, guess. I was just going to say, what's going on with Mother Earth here? We got the volcano, we got the earthquake in Japan. Is it, is it on the way? Is it is it a straight line? <laughs> On this story all over the internet this weekend, an Indiana state trooper's tweet reminding people about the state's so-called slowpoke or move-over law went viral. Sergeant Stephen Wheels, an Indiana state police public information officer, posted a picture of a car he pulled over for violating a law that went into effect in 2015, going too slow in the left lane on the highway if a vehicle behind you is going faster. Did it have all four wheels? It did. Okay. 
The uh, trooper tweeted, I stopped this vehicle today for a left lane violation on I-65. The driver had about 20 cars slowed behind her yeah. because oh, her, she would yeah. not. How old was she? Didn't say. Mm-hmm. Because she wouldn't move back to the mm-hmm. right lane. Mm-hmm. Wheel said he was overcome by support as many people express their frustration with drivers who go way too slow in the left lane. So I'm asking that he move to their state. I'm or, picturing Such in France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or get a raise. <laughs> uh, in fact, some famous people even tweeted at the trooper. Indy car driver Graham Rahal tweeted, This guy's my hero. Fast lane cruisers are one of my biggest frustrations. Uh, former NFL quarterback and Fox Sports analyst Troy Aikman tweeted his support, saying, Finally, uh, the trooper said, I'm just overwhelmed. You all are amazing. Wheels also addressed people who had questions about the application of the law, with one person asking if it applies even if the slow car is going the speed limit. Yes. Yeah. My God, yes. I just think it's just so fantastic that we have Twitter so we can learn that Troy Aikman was approving of this. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Spirit you, really, of the- you really hate Twitter, well, don't just you? So it really does. It's just God help me. Speaking of Twitter, Julie had an item over the uh, weekend that kind of reminded me of you, and it was the same deal. Troopers <laughs> were trying to pull over a slow-moving <laughs> senior citizen, and he was waving them by. Was like, go! Just go! Go, go. go around. No, we're pulling you over. Go. We had uh, we had an old gal coming to work Friday, and the as you swing towards two eighty, man, she's about my age, but she was terrified. She was rocking and rolling about. 43 in that <laughs> section overlaid, and people were screaming at her, and she was like holding on for dear life, man. And you know, 43 Hot. to her is like 180 how did I to get the off? The, how did I get off the city street? She was, how did I get here? You know. This isn't rainbow. And not all old people are bad drivers. <laughs> this building cut me off. <laughs> Back in May, a large wolf-like creature was shot by a rancher in Montana. Its identity puzzled local experts and social media users around the nation. Was it a wolf, an unusual bear? Some even started speculating about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, come on. It was ugly. It had beautiful hair. DNA test was ordered up to determine the animal's true identity. The animal shot on a ranch outside Denton, Montana, May 16th. Uh, photos taken by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Park showed a raggedy wolf-like creature with slightly unusual features. It had long grayish-brown hair, a large head and snout, but its ears seemed larger than average, and its legs and body too short. We had a little cross-pollination wolf. going on here, Johnny. That Is must that have what been you're some, trying to tell us? That was some party, huh? <laughs> Holy cow. Well, well, the, what did the, the DNA the, test was show, the, Johnny? The results are back, and uh, the DNA uh, says... Uh, it's uh, here's what they wrote. The canine creature shot in Montana a month ago that captured the curiosity of the nation is actually a gray wolf. The Montana department said confusion over the animal's identity may have been caused by its appearance in the pictures. Seemed to have short legs and big ears, but inspection of the animal at a wildlife lab in Bozeman revealed a relatively normal looking dark brown wolf. Oh, so it's just a short, fat wolf. What is this? Chuck Mangione. You so good, bro. Give me some traffic. Lay some traffic down over this. Well, to make matters worse in uh, South Minneapolis, we only have two lanes going, you know, on southbound 35W between downtown and 43rd. 
And now we have MnDOT taking one of those two lanes. What? Do, doing emergency manhole cover repair work. So right now, southbound 35W is one lane past Lake Street oh. due to this emergency repair. Wow. They should be done shortly. It should take less than an hour. But, boy, if you're headed uh, for South Minneapolis on Southbound W, you might want to find yourself an alternate, my friend. Here's Chuck Mangione I, uh, Sports Talk. I ran into it today trying to get... I went around the tunnel uh, yeah. on Lindale and tried to get in. Uh, we stood there for about 25 minutes and didn't move. Yeah. A Georgia grandmother. They're the enemy. Mindad is the enemy. <laughs> I don't blame them. They're the many. They're the enemy. No. He speaks only for himself. I know. Uh, I always speak only for myself. I, uh, Sometimes I have uh, odd ideas that I'm I must, much express. You know, I got the I distress like call, that. Kenny, from Pat. And at that time, Rookie and I were walking through Joe's, Joe's technical nightmare on the internet where he was trying to post various things. So I didn't know which person was in more stress at that particular time. Um, you know, I walked in. Uh, to, I knocked on George, Joe's door and I went, knock, knock. And he went, what do you need, Johnny? Uh, uh, hi, how you doing, Joe? Where was this? We was down at down at his office. He was uh, he was, and then he said, "I'm a little harried right now, try, trying to do this book uh, thing online." It's <laughs> tough for me to post things. All right, mm-hmm. it's, it's very. I difficult. thought you did very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hence the whole Twitter thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia grandmother, a monkey could do that. <laughs> <laughs> a Georgia grandmother strangled a rabid bobcat to death with her bare hands. <laughs> Wait, yes. no. oh, wow. she doesn't drive forty on a freeway. No. 67-year-old D.D. Phillips had just put a bumper sticker on the back of her truck that read, Women who behave rarely make history. She was about to take a picture of it when the bobcat crept into her backyard. (laughs) Phillips told the Athens Banner Herald, My neighbor's dog was barking. That drew my attention. I saw the cat and I took a picture. The cat took two steps and was on top of me. It came right for my face. Oh, it doesn't like being photographed. Like Sean Penn. <laughs> but Phillips says she was able to fight the cat off. As soon as it took the first step, I was in trouble, and I knew it. When I got to the pole, it leaped on me. I grabbed it by the shoulders and pushed it back away from me, and I took it down. <laughs> the bobcat bit and scratched, but Phillips wrapped her hands around its neck and didn't let go. She told the TV station, I strangled it to death. That a girl, go, honey. Kind of beats my uh, ground squirrel uh, choking. <laughs> <story. You> know, <laughs> we should have had Grandma up here to deal with that stupid raccoon last Oh, week. no kidding. <laughs> you crawled out there and beat that thing to death. <laughs> Did you see where the python devoured the whole woman? Yes. In uh, yeah. Indonesia? How about they that? They cut snake open. She's just laying there with her clothes on the whole day. Mm, reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, she was alive? No. No, but, she was she was dead. No. Okay. Was dead. The way you phrase it, I'm like, what? They she served no purpose pythons. She didn't have a book either. Oh, okay. It was uh, a large serpent. Large <laughs> serpent. See, woman. if it wasn't for the internet, you would have never heard about that. Yeah. How'd I mean, this granny story turn out, John? Uh, she will require some costly medical attention because the bobcat was rabid, they found out afterward. Oh, of course. Her, her family did set up an online fundraiser to help pay for the treatment. She's not injured, though, so except uh, she'll mm-hmm. have to have those. Uh, if treatment. I was in her town, I'd send her a buck or two. I, hell yes. I heard a story about a couple of crackers out in Yellow, Yellowstone that came upon a baby bison. 
and the bison was uh, shivering, and they, they thought the oh, bi- put a little coat on it. Or they something? thought the bison uh, looked cold, so they oh, uh, no. picked this thing up. It's load- a five-year-old story. Uh-huh. They loaded it up in the old SUV and brought her over to the ranger <laughs> station. <laughs> the ranger's like, "What the bleep are we gonna do with it?" <laughs> and they had to kill the thing. They yeah. might have been city folk. Oh yeah, city yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get him a bison shawl. <laughs> A New Zealand man stole human toes from a dead body exhibition, oh. according to officials. Right. Oh, that's okay. Get you a toe. Yeah, then what mean? happened? <laughs> the incident occurred last month when a 28-year-old man visited the Body World's Vital Exhibition in Auckland and allegedly swiped the toes. The toes valued at $5,500 each. No, that's retail. I'm not paying retail <laughs> for, a for a toe. <laughs> the man has remained in custody, will appear in court in July. He faces seven years in prison for stealing the toes and two years for interfering with a dead body. According to the New Zealand Herald, the Body World's vital exhibition came to New Zealand in April. Uh, remember, Body World's, that stopped here, I believe. What was Two his uh, yeah, motivation, I sir? I think uh, he... That I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, likes to suck on them. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's, uh, you know, that that's be. He's got an oral thing. Uh-huh. Millennials. You know, when I was a kid, I could get you a toe because we had a few bodies downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think that explains did you, a lot. <laughs> Royce, uh, did you ever bring the neighborhood kids down there, show them around? Uh, a couple of times we were playing hide-and-seek back there, and you'd go hide in the casket, and there was a, we had a visitor downstairs. <laughs> it was already and, occupied? And they, you know, you could have stayed there for three months. They wouldn't have found you. you know? <laughs> they, they, if we had a visitor downstairs, they were not happy. <laughs> Millennials. Is that what it was called? A visitor? A visitor. Yeah, what do you want me to say? Yeah. There are visitors here. Please, no hide and seek. <laughs> we can't play in my house. We have a visitor. You should have just you should have just hung signs on the caskets that say occupied. Occupied. Millennials are not tipping. There's there's a shock. Nearly two-thirds of millennials typically tip well below the standard 20% suggestion for restaurants, while about half of adults older than 38 say they tip less than 20% when eating out, according to a new creditcards.com study. Study also revealed that 10% of millennials say they skimp out entirely, often leaving nothing for a server. What is their explanation, Johnny? Uh, well, uh, apparently... Uh, My they, mom didn't give me any money to give to the waitress. <laughs> the millennials give no explanation, uh, but the experts, uh, they have some theories about all this. They say some millennials uh, may not be used to tipping in certain situations, uh, not just restaurants, but also uh, Uber, Lyft, taxi drivers, that sort of thing, uh, because uh, the way they spend money. They've, they've never really had to do anything except order things online, and they've never had to tip on them. No, that's not the correct answer. The correct answer is they're jackasses. Yes. <laughs> I do want to know, though, how about six, seven, eight years ago, 15% became 20 Who Who made that Cost of living increase. That was, that was me. Who, who oh, made I'm that sorry. decision? Suddenly 15% became 20 When did that happen? How did yeah. that happen? Well, you know what, though? You should it, get together with my wife. Mm-hmm. My God. It makes the math a lot easier, the 20%. Yeah, let's get 10% and double okay. it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm i a 20 percenter, but I don't know how I got there. But you're outraged. 15. <laughs> oh, I just wondered who, 
Who sent down the edict that no, fifteen percent don't do it? It's got to be. Doesn't anybody 20. just throw down cash indiscri- indiscriminately yeah, without doing the math? Yeah. No, sure. I mean, okay, say you go out, you and the bride go out, Royce. So it's a hamburger joint, so you only spent forty five dollars. You don't do the math there, do you? You just throw down a twenty, right? That's the tip. Uh, no, I don't throw down a twenty percent of forty five would be about nine. It's bucks. nine bucks, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give it ten, maybe. <laughs> But cheap, and then, but also when he passes, when he leaves, us, you know, fifteen percent used to be the uh, stat. That was the number. Right now. Twenty, so I, I don't know where it yeah, came right. from. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in between, right, seventeen right, right. and a half. Wait a minute, I got to figure out seventeen and a half. After, I like when after he brings the water, you are up to six and a half percent. So. <laughs> What do you have coming up? Post-open thoughts? Action-packed. Lumpy Heron will be with us about 4.15 to uh-huh. talk about the 3M Open and what Phil was up to. He wasn't in the Open this year, but uh, we'll talk to him about uh, the, the PGA. I wonder what Lump's best Open finish is. I think he had one good one. But he had we'll a top ask, 20. We'll ask him that. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to him and also Bob Herrig, who was out there covering it for ESPN. And Thad Levine, the uh, general manager of the Twins, will be with us uh, Escobar, Rosario, what else is going on with the club type of stuff. So. Having seen uh, Shinnecock now over the last four days, would you even want to play it? Yes. You would. But when it was humanized, yeah. 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 I'd love to see the scene out there. It'd be great. And mingle with the, you know, smell the money. The smell of money right. would have been fantastic. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 71 and the ride with Royce is up next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.